What's up? I'm Frank. This is Tom. And, and this, this is, is the, the Frank, Frank and Tom, Tom Show. Please listen. I have nothing to say. Hello, I'm, I'm calling into the Frank and Tom Show to say I think Frank's pretty cool, but Tom is a dumb ass. Hey guys, uh, I listen to every episode. Uh, love the show. Uh, Frank, you talk too much, What's man. What's that, Ma? No, what? No. No, I'm calling into the Frank and Tom yeah. show right now. Yeah. No, I can't take out the garbage right now. Yeah. No. Hey, hey guys, right. Uh, Frank and Tom show. Checking you out all the way from across the world, uh, around it, and then back again. Right. Hello, I want to say I think you guys are blessed. Bless both of you. Frank and Tom, bless both of you. Nah, yeah, I, I listen to Frank and Tom. I started listening to the yeah. Frank and Tom show and they, they completely destroyed my life. Yeah, I started around like episode one. Yeah, I got, I got to like 15 and then everything went to shit. Listen, this is Dr. Clausen calling for the Frank and Tom show. I just want to say, I think success is getting to your heads. Uh, you sold out before anybody was buying. That, that, that's it, you know? Plain and simple. The Frank and Tom Show? I mean, what, what do I have to say about the Frank and Tom Show? I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, what is there to say, really? Is it really even a show? <laughs> I gotta be honest, Tom. I, I can't believe the producers allow that commercial to run right off the bat. I can't believe it's still going. I mean, it seems like we'd get more people calling in than just that one time we had. All but that, and then it just takes a real ominous turn right at the end. That's <laughs> right. You're kind of right about that. <laughs> it's you not know, necessarily what? shedding I mean, a good light I mean, on we're us. Trying to, we're trying to be a positive show here. Like, I mean, what the f- maybe they were watching a different Frank and Tom, you know? I mean, listening to a different Frank and Tom show. I don't know. But. You know, right when you think you control everything on your podcast... Ugh. Anyways. Hey, everybody. March 27th. March 27th. Episode 498 of the Frank and Tom Show. Yeah, because, you know, we haven't recorded every single episode. We're going to space. We're going to space? Yeah. We're going to go to space. No, we're not going to space. Our sponsors, strangely enough, aptly named Frank and Tom are going to space. A lot of, you know, it's a, I guess it's like a good, so it's a good uh, set of names, I guess. Yeah. Because there's Let's, been a few Frank and Toms that have come on our show. Thank I, them. Thank Frank and Tom for sponsoring the Frank and Tom show. <laughs> oh, es that chiste. There's quite a you few know? people in the audience tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of people outside. There's a storm coming in up here. You know, a rainstorm, What's apparently. That? What is that lady's holding a banner? What does that banner say? Uh, show me your tits. Oh, I thought it said keep working hard. Yeah. Keep on working hard. Yeah. I got a quote for you. I'm tired of people asking me that, by this the way. This is a good quote for working hard, Frank. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about hard work. A dream does not become reality through magic. It takes sweat, determination, and hard work. I guess that's a good quote. Yep. It takes a lot of hard work to be a successful business. It takes a, hard, a lot of hard work to do a lot of different things. It's very strange that you just jumped right into that. Look at Tom. 
So I'm check that out. Literally hard. It was. Work, it's. It's right? on my. It's on my phone. A great deal of effort or endurance. Well, it was kind of strange too because Frank and Tom called in. Yeah. And said they were gonna drop that commercial. Yeah. For us. And uh, I don't know. That's that's just some psycho babble for a whole nother day. Yeah. Say we're gonna focus on staying positive like we always are, working hard. Yeah. And uh, whatever else happens to come up on the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, it's been a busy, busy couple of weeks. I've been super busy. It's pretty rad. Um, a lot of different things going on. Um, starting up two businesses at once is, uh, turning out to be a wonderful challenge. It's a fun challenge. I'm super excited for what my wife has going on with, um, the studio over there. And I've been putting in a lot of time in over there too did you get all that flooring done yeah you know i got a bunch of it and then um uh shelly's wife glenn came over and he he's doing a bunch of it too so it's nice you know to have two things but i i worked on some casing today and some different stuff some like finished work and and uh some other stuff that needed to be knocked out and it's um you know it's a total labor of love but it's also like you know completing projects doing these things it takes a bit of of you know uh hard work like tom was saying and um we always like to talk about stuff like that and uh to promote it and um one of the things that kind of fell off uh for me uh but i'm glad i get to refocus a little bit on that and um i think i spoke a little bit about it last episode too is that i wanted to you know kind of revert back to some of those original ideas too is because um, it also helps me carry the time in the show also, you know, right. Fucking a, but uh, it's, up. it's about, uh, you know, being prepared and things like that. And um, you know, here we are Sunday and um, we're about to go into another week and, you know, be prepared. Uh, uh, it's all different types of preparedness, um, you know, that I'm speaking about. You know, yeah, I hear that too. I think it's like a cell phone or something. I don't know if it's going to come through uh, in the recording, yeah. but Tom and I are hearing some sort of a cell phone through our speaker phones there. Um, I mean, there's like 18 cell phones going on in the office and uh, studio space right now, anyway. So, you know, with the crowd outside also sending um, internet messages. But, anyways. Well, this is a good one, Frank. Yeah. Nothing is impossible. Well, that's true. The word itself says, I'm possible. I like it. I like what's going on here. Um, always checking in with the Good News Network is the Frank and Tom Show. How about this one, Frank? <laughs> the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. That's a good one, Frank. How about this one? Nothing is impossible. I already said that one. (laughs) (laughs) When you have a dream, you have to grab it and never let it go, dude. Carol Brunette said that, you know, okay? So I'm just looking up good positive quotes. I'm trying to stay on top of stuff just like Frank. Been working, been trying to get the yard work done early spring. It just hit last week. And we have a a lot of yard work to do. We want to get our yard all hooked up for the summer so we can have some good barbecues and stuff like that. I just got a bunch of firewood for my fire pit. So, 
we're looking good, man. We're looking good. I've been skateboarding the last couple weekends with one of my good buddies, Richard Daniels, one of my best friends in life. Skateboarding. Uh, my son's been skateboarding out. with dad. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been hitting the skate park and some doing some street skating, and it's pretty cool, man. I mean, I kind of fell last week a little bit, but it's all good. I could still do a few tricks, and my son's been practicing his ollies, and he's pretty good at skating. Dude, he's doing pretty good, you know? How does that feel as like an almost 30 year old dude falling? Almost 30? Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be 39. I'm going to be 39 soon. But, so uh, when you fall. Uh, I, you know, I was actually sore for a few days after last weekend because we skated for two hours straight, Fuck, which is man. a long time. When yeah, that's awesome. When you don't skate all the time, but I've been trying to get back into it on the regular. And because uh, I really love to do it, and it's just fun. We went to the skate park down in Redlands, California, the last two weeks, which they have a cool skate park. That's it's dope. right by the University of Redlands, and uh, and it's a concrete park. It's pretty cool. And Richard shreds still, though, man. Richard does pretty for for someone that's like uh, around forty years old, and someone that's not like a professional skateboarder that has to go and run a business every day, and then he goes and skates like multiple times every week not even just on sundays like the dude will wake up and go skating before he goes to work in the morning dude he'll like drive down to san bernardino at like 6 30 in the morning and go skate for like an hour before he goes to work that's so dope. and like he does stuff like that i would probably break my break a bone if i did dude. yeah literally like i'm like dang rich like he did some pretty impressive stuff today and and, and it sucked because i didn't catch it on film i wanted to get some video footage of him but I didn't catch any of the the awesome stuff he did, but Richard's a, uh, still a good skater, dude, and it's cool. Me, I could do like I could still do some kick flips, and I do one eighties and some ollies and stuff like that, and like simple tricks like that, pop shove its and things. I could still do all those simple tricks, but yeah. And I, and then I like if it's like a rail or a curb that's like one to two feet high, dude, I could bust a rail, a board slide on it or like a, that's so dope. A, like a, sometimes I can land no slides and board then I've been doing like 50, 50 grinds and stuff. But like 50, 50 grinds are a little sketchy for me. Cause I don't want to fall, but I still have it pretty good. And yeah. I can still ollie like maybe one to two feet high, but nothing like I used to be when I was a teenager. But the fact that I can still get out there is good. Cause I need the exercise, definitely, so. That's dope. Yep. That is, like, super rad. Dude, uh, so Tony Hawk broke his uh, leg, like, what? three weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that and, uh, that, he's, like, he's in his 53. 50. Yeah. And uh, he, he's hoping to recover soon and won't stop skating until he's physically unable, he says. That's a message directly sent to the Frank and Top Show. In a heart-laced envelope. Actually, yeah, old a, school stuff. Yeah, Hawk. Tony, <laughs> Tony Hawk. Tony yeah. Hawk is an old school guy, and when he mails the Frank and Tom show, he does it in a paper envelope sealed with a heart. It's a, it's just insane that he actually sends us messages you know, like that. Tony. <laughs> God bless. God bless Tony. I had to open the window for that. <clears throat> now it's God. really it's really crazy. Those guys. We've talked about skateboarding a, a couple times on the show, but it's just insane sometimes that the, the the ramps those guys drop in on, like the the size of the vert ramps those dudes drop in on, you know? It's insane. Like Tony Hawk, it's just a regular competition. You're, it's like a 20-foot high, yeah. straight-down vert ramp. Straight. And then you just like, boom, just bomb down it. And it's crazy, 15 bro. feet high on the other side, you're launched out of the, the half pipe. 
doing like a 900, dude, and then you're bored, and then you just land perfectly back into it. So yeah. you're like, if your back truck hits that coping at all, dude, and then when they fall, man, they make it seem like it's not even a big deal, dude, a yeah. lot of the time. And it's like, if I was to even do that and fall, I would probably would never get back up, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd probably never get back up, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but, yeah. so what do you, what do you think about the uh, the um, the whole uh, NCAA or and you know the 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 dude the the, the all right, this is uh, inappropriate what I just said I'm probably canceled oh yeah you're talking about canceled that, you're talking yeah talking about that dude that's on the women's swim team right I'm not for that dude yeah come on. No, right. No, no one can cancel me in this world. No, no, no. No. I'm not saying I'm against someone that wants they want to be a transgender. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, so but it's not you cool, can't right? Take that and do that to all those women that spent their entire life Dude, to get so to the fucking, Olympics or it's whatever so it is. Insane. And you just got Yeah. And you know, it's an it's crazy, dude, because you would never see a woman that's trying to become a man go and do the opposite in men's sports and dominate a men's sport. You would never see that happen, bro. Right, yeah. Even with all the replacements and all that stuff, um, you know, I'm no botanist, but... Well, I mean, um, it's just... I think all that did was just... I think all that did was just prove what people have been trying to say the whole time that's just like... Yeah. I'm not saying that... like, Like, look, some women are stronger than some men. That's for damn sure. You know, that's for 100% fact. Yeah, yeah. But we were making that average, joke with, with my wife. Men are yeah, stronger like than women. Sure. Like, right. that's just a, that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a natural, like, yeah. biology. Yeah. Like, that's just the way that it was, it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's the way we were made, dude. Dude, that's it's the way we were crazy created. to see the pictures. So, it's of this, never be fair. Of this dude, you know, up there on the podium, and I apologize, well, you know, I mean, to be sound and sensitive, but when you see it in that context, it, it just like certainly just looks like a dude up there. Yeah. And um, wearing a women's swimsuit. Know, yeah. So, so in in that aspect, I'm definitely canceled. Oh well, no. Well, you know, the thing oh, is, is they say that that's, I don't know anything about um, swimming. Right. My dad was actually a competitive swimmer when he was in high school, but uh, I don't know anything about swimming, but I will say that. Uh, um, it just, I don't know, like, it showed, it just showed, you know, that. Well, so anyways, I, I asked that question because I, I've, I've got like a good little story and, um, you know, I, I too was oh, just what like, I, oh, wait, what really, the hell? Really quick. What I wanted to, what I was trying, what I was going to say, oh, right. I forgot what it was, but what I was going to say is that, uh. He wasn't the dude or the woman, whatever you want to say, is he was never a good swimmer when he was on the men's team, dude. Yeah, it was like something like 800. Yeah, but then as soon as he went to the women's, he became like the champion. Yeah, 865th. And so it's like, good job, how Frank. How can you even say, like, you could easily just be like, this dude just wanted to be a champion and was never going to do it as a man, so he found yeah. a loophole. So and maybe that's not true, but it's like. Smashing. Well, there's been a couple times, you know, where uh, the same type of thing has happened in MMA. And, you know, like clearly. Oh, no, I remember that. That was messed know, up. The woman dude. just gets oh, jacked so screwed, up. Dude. And then, dude, imagine if men did that in, like, like college basketball. It's crazy. It would just dominate basketball, dude, or like professional basketball, like it's professional crazy. women's basketball. What if like a man that was like, 
one of the lower dudes in the NBA was like, I'm a woman now. I'm going to the WNBA. And just started smashing. And was just like the number one player in everybody, WNBA. Dude. Just running the that's court probably, back and yeah, forth. You never know, though. I can't say that fully because there's some really good female professional basketball players yeah. out there. So you but if it's know. like somebody like you LeBron, bro, just yeah. be smashing the court he should back go, and he forth. Should. He should Anyways. go to the women's. I think he should go to the women's basketball league. Dude. Victoria Evans boarded her 22-foot-long rowboat, Tom. Oh, that's cool. Took to sea for 40 days. Oh, yeah. And uh, became the fastest woman to row across the Atlantic. English Channel. To show, no, to the, across the Atlantic. From New York to England? Okay, let's see. From New York to, to, the sh- to the shore, from the east coast of the United States to the shore of Europe? She began in the Canary Islands. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, let's see here. Let's see what we got here. Until the Canary rode, Islands. She rode hmm. 2,559 nautical miles. In a world record time of 40 days and 19 hours. That's pretty cool. Dude. And smashed the previous record of 49 days, seven hours. So, um, I don't oh, know why they're not really giving a me. Dude. It was really a dude is what you're trying to tell me. No, she's not. Look, check uh, it out. <laughs> check out her boat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she just did it just to show women that they could do anything. Wouldn't that be cool to have a boat so like that? There you that? go, girls. That'd you be, can do it. Dude, you can be... do it all. That'd you be so cool all. to have a boat like that. Good job, Victoria Evans, for rowing your boat. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Victoria Evans. Good job. We are very happy. I just for completely you. awkwardly stopped my sentence after rowing her boat. But there was uh, a, there was another another it's young gonna work. a young what was that like a young lady that rowed her. Boat. Yeah, I watched some, some badass documentary far, on it. And far, she's like, like a distance, sailor or something. Something crazy. Something crazy. She's like a sailor or something. That's what you call those people? Something like that. <laughs> Such an idiot sometimes. Oh, man. I love it, dude. Canceled. Uh, <sighs> Viva la Mexico. Yeah. You know? Accountability, Tom. What do you think? Yeah, you should be held accountable. Everybody should. <laughs> Everybody should. And, and also accounting. Like, you should keep your accounting up. Yeah, man. And you should learn how to count. Good point, also. bro. Also counting is good. Like, to know how to count. You know? I, I've been doing some spending, and I don't keep track sometimes. My wife tells me about see, this. See, our generation, we're not... Our, I, I'm proud you. Our generation are not, like, check balance, balance checkbook generation. That's, like, a thing of the past. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Dude, literally, like, like my mom, probably, like, if she spends money probably still like writes it in her checkbook like i gotta balance my account you know i don't i mean hey i don't spend a whole lot of money out of my bank account i really just spend bills money i i really don't use my card very often but uh i don't i don't really pay attention that much to it my wife does definitely more than me you know dude so we went to the la kings game right los angeles yes we uh, Tara has these amazing um, friends. Oh, I, we have some amazing friends, and they um, hooked us up with some great seats at the Kings game. And uh, Frankie ended up with a practice puck and a game puck. Um, but not only that, it was just such an amazing experience. If you haven't gone to an L.A. Kings game, Los Angeles Kings game, 
to watch hockey. Give it a shot, people. It was like crazy, like uh, uh like so fun, you know. Like it was really surprising, it and was, it was funny it, too. Like uh, it was just games entertaining. To see live are one of the most exciting sports to watch. It was just what, dude. It was so even funny. if you just, even if you yeah. go to a semi-professional game, right. like an Ontario Rain is owned by. That's the what Kings. I've been hearing. That's what I've been hearing that they're well, even better even, sometimes because they try harder. Yeah, that I, I mean, we had we went to one Ontario Rain game, and that's they sick. Played, uh, they played in Alaska, a team from Alaska. Yeah, and it was we had such a good time, because the Ontario Rain, the Ontario uh, Citizens Business Bank Arena. I right. don't know if it's still called that, but that's what it was called. That's a really nice arena, and yeah. they do a lot of shows, like a lot of different things in there. If you when you're in there, there's like a, it's like a round arena, right, or something like that. You can yeah. walk all the way around the outside. Yeah, and there's I've, like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, you've for been sure. there before. Right. And there's like cool. There's pictures all over the walls of like yeah. different people that have performed cool. there. I yeah. think Elton John even performed there. Yeah. There's like a sign, a picture of him up there. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. unassuming out there too. You know, you're like, whoa, what the hell? You know, like it's it, it like comes out of nowhere is what I mean, I guess, for the area. Yeah, well, yeah, because Ontario's not really known that well. Ontario, California. Right. Yeah, but it's dope. It's a cool, it's sick, it's and cool the the sure. crypto place the 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 new place for the kings it's just fucking sick dude it was it, it was just so cool and like um i will i'd looked it up before because it had been years you know my dad drove the zamboni up at the ice castle for a long time and then i we got to meet like the la kings right. and then we got some pucks back then and stuff I did so as well so uh, yeah so all yeah. of us up here did you know yeah, like it was it was practice. a really special thing for all of us they because, used to come practice yeah. in blue jay every spring yeah when we were kids. so crazy and yeah. wayne gretzky would be there right wayne fucking gretzky I met wayne bro gretzky when i was a kid luke robitaille i met yeah there it's crazy i remember uh, quite a few of the players from the early 90s thomas sandstrom was one of the players dave taylor crazy uh, dude the, that's so sick the, the la kings uh goalie's name was kelly rudy yeah I kelly still, rudy bro i had a i met kelly rudy i got an autographed uh, card of kelly rudy's i met wayne got an autographed card of wayne gretzky's and uh unfortunately uh they i lost them yeah you know? Uh, they got. They actually were stolen from me at a point in my life. Wayne Gretzky and I share the same I birthday. I still have. I still have one autographed hockey card from from back then, dude. That's dope. Yeah. So yeah, an old hockey hockey player named Dave Taylor. It's just like such a a cool thing. You and, guys share and, the um, same birthday. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, then and then to go to the game, Tom, like all of that kind of flooded yeah. back. Like I think it was just it was so cool, you know. And then um, you know. That's cool. Chanting and all was that. Was your dad shit. a hockey shit. fan or he just drove the Zamboni for no, money? No, he huh? just drove the Zamboni, yeah. you know? And he he worked at the Ice Castle as a maintenance guy, as I recall, or something like that. When I know? was a kid, I was like this. Probably I the reason this, why uh, the roof fell. Oh, yeah. that was. No, a, I'm just joking. Man, that, was a, that, that could have been a horrible tragedy. They, we got lucky on that one. <laughs> uh, I was a big hockey fan as a kid because my uncle... What, my uncle was randomly like a hockey fan, and he was like, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna get you awesome. into ice hockey." And for yeah. some reason, I just I just clicked with it. But in the early '90s, when we were growing up, D ice was hockey different. was super popular, and that's different. when the Mighty Duck movie came out, the Disney film Mighty ah, Ducks. Yeah, and then right after that came out, Emilio Estevez dropped the actual hockey team, the the Mighty Ducks. Back then, when they first came out, they were owned by Disney. Yeah. And when they when the team, the Sick. Ducks, when the Anaheim Ducks first started, they were actually called the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And uh. And so the the 
Ice hockey was super popular when we were kids in the 90s. My friends that lived in LA that I used to always hang out with, they were super into ice hockey, and my friends up here were as well. And also basketball. We were into basketball too, but I was What was your team back there back then in the 90s? For what? Ice hockey? Yeah. We liked the LA Kings for but then yeah. but then the Mighty Ducks came out and I just liked the Ducks too just because uh because I liked the movie, you know? Right. But uh because my uncle took me to a few LA Kings games, two or three LA Kings games, and I think like a couple, one or two Mighty Ducks games when I was a kid. And back then they played at the Western Forum, the Kings. And it, it was really fun. I remember it was always really fun. And then we used to go, and then he also was the one that took me to go see the Kings practice in Blue Jay. And mm-hmm. I remember we would go watch them practice and stuff. That was cool. And I used to, we used to always go ice skating at the Ice Castle when it was still there. Yeah. When we were children, I even cracked my head open on the ice right after the Zamboni cleaned the ice. And it was probably your dad that cleaned the Zam- the ice because he drove the Zamboni. Can't believe my dad did and, that uh, to you, bro. It was right after the Zamboni had cleaned the ice. And my a couple of my I had two friends that lived down in L.A. I'm still friend, friends with one of my oldest friends in life, Jason D'Angelo. He lives down in L.A. Still. Shout out, Jason. Yeah. Shout out to Jay. And uh they were soup they were a lot better at at ice skating than I was dude him and his brother Joe they were like they could like they they were good at it but me I was just like good enough to like skate on the ice but if I tried to do anything crazy I'd probably fall dude and that's exactly what happened yeah I was brave oh I'm Fuck, brave dude, dude. you can yeah. still see the scar the ice is so unforgiving eye. too crack my head right open on there Fuck, I had a few bro. stitches dude I'll never forget there's blood all over the ice you know it's co- it's so cool because I, I so my team was always the New York Rangers, I was obsessed with them. I love Mike the Rangers, Richter. That's cool. I, Mike Messier was like my my fucking like a, I mean Mark Messier, right? Oh God. Yeah. Mark Messier, of course. Yeah. Mike Richter, Mark Messier. Wayne Gretzky um, briefly went to the New York Rangers after he left the Kings. Yeah. Luke Rob- Robitaille did. Went to the Rangers and, yeah. after he left. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, um, I was a bit. I like the. I also like the St. Louis Blues a little bit because I liked Brett Hall. He was a good player, dude. Brett right. Hall. Like he's yeah, yeah legends. Yeah. All those guys. Like, I remember a lot of the players from the '90s. Sergey Fedorov. Fedorov. Weird. What? That was weird. Damn son. Out of all the players. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty out of good, all of the, pre- the 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 players, Sergey popped into Tom and I's mind at the same time. Yeah. That's uh, something oh, you can about, only uh, get after four hundred and sixty-eight podcasts. A legendary muscle dude, Marty McSorley. Marty McSorley, bro, of the NHL. He, he was like toothless. He got right? kicked out of the. He kind of looked like Don Fry, but a uh, hockey high player. High stick someone to the head, bro. Oh my God! And, uh, got kicked out of the NHL and ended up getting fined for it, dude. Dude, so he was Wayne Gretzky's muscle all through the '80s. They played for the Edmonton Oilers before they ever went to the Kings, dude. Yeah, for and sure. And so Wayne Gretzky played for the Edmonton Oilers through for like. There he is. There's Marty, Marty dude. Uh, Marty was a badass, dude. Like Marty McSorley, they, they, bro. They played for the Edmonton Oilers all through the '80s together, and That's Marty dope. McSorley was the enforcer for. The Edmonton Oilers, and he was Wayne Gretzky's protector, dude. And then, like, when Wayne Gretzky got was going to get traded over to the Kings, he said to the LA Kings, he said that he wasn't going to go to the Kings unless he, Marty McSorley came with him. That's crazy. And I think bro. I feel like Luke Robitaille too. So so he but, got kicked out, and oh, fucking and he got charged with out assault. In like the early two thousands, yeah. I think, or something. Charged yeah, with yeah, assault. Yeah, he's still around though. That's dude. crazy, I mean, bro. Dude, he's a. I mean. 
you can't really. I mean, yeah, it was messed up what he did, but he the guy's a fighter, man. Yeah, exactly. He spent He's 20, like in a dog pile. Plus years in the NHL, just get just beating people up, dude. Yeah, that's I think wild. he's probably one of the most toughest dudes out there because he protected the greatest hockey player of all time, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's probably one of the most highest paid peop- uh, players in that position. Frank and Tom are going to space on a 68-day mission to Mars. Yeah, that's right. You heard it. Frank and Tom are going to be the first to cultivate indoor hydroponic marijuana on the planet Mars. In a custom zero-emission solar power rocket, one mission, grow the weed, come home. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought we were going to Mars to collect space rocks or something. Are you sure about this? We're gonna make moon rocks, Tom. Moon rocks. It's the the the, the pots dipped in the hash and stuff. Oh, Mars rocks! Mars rocks! Mars rocks! The Frank and Tom being sent to outer space to cultivate marijuana are not the Frank and Tom from the Frank and Tom show. Frank and Tom are not affiliated with any marijuana growing on planet Earth or on the planet Mars whatsoever. Up, Up with, with hope, hope, down with dope. dope. Again, yeah. I got to be honest, man. I don't know what the producers are doing letting these people on our show. Hey, man, and these commercials. They must have they must have paid uh, paid the price, man. Hey, I was always a big fan of Marty McSorley when I was growing up. Always a huge fan of Marty McSorley. So when I heard about that, man, it was I was it was kind of disheartening, dude. Cuz I I don't think anybody should act like that or hit someone how whatever he did he hit but hey i'm pretty sure it happened after some big fight dude you know it was like some serious thing that dude, happened that dude. went down when it happened so we're you know at the game and and there was a high sticking called um and it was uh it was against the sharks you know the san jose sharks and um it was so hilarious we were right behind the freaking uh penalty box for the opposite team you know it was hilarious because this guy gets high sticking so I'm telling Frankie, little Frankie, to be like, tell him to keep his stick down. So Frank's like, keep his stick down. And, and it, like, you know, like when he does it, does it loud, the whole crowd's just like, ah! And, it's and just then, like, of course, the player didn't say anything, huh? Because he he's 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 a professional, dude. Yeah, no, he's just looking for it. But I'm sure he probably smiled. He was probably laughed because he's like some little tiny three-year-old yeah. just yelled at him to keep his stick down. But, you know, like it was just so fun how many people reacted to, to him yeah. and just made it so fun. And so, yeah, if you guys get a chance, get out there. Have some fun. Um, you know, if you're still staying home and you're still being freaked out, you know, get over it. Get out there and have some fun because there's a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, you know, I, I want to... I, I I'd say uh, hockey games are fun, even even in all sports games. And I want to <laughs> also say that semi-professional games sometimes oh, yeah. are more fun than going to the big stadiums. Yeah. We're gonna 66ers. go to a sixty sixers game. That's what I was talking. Gonna oh, say like yeah, we 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 haven't went since twenty nineteen because when when that COVID thing hit, they stopped all the games. But um, the the AAA baseball games are a lot of fun, dude. I think I always have a lot of fun because the stadium is smaller, right? But the players are still professional, you know, because they're trying to. I mean, when you go to the 66ers game, they're trying to get to to that that level, so they're all playing their hearts out, and it's it's always exciting, dude. So good, go out. The Frank and Tom Show. The Frank and Tom Show. The Frank and Tom Top Five.
Tom's been called a lot of things. A scholar, a gentleman. I was even called late for dinner. Damn, Tom. I know. But you got a great idea this week, Tom, because our top five is going to blow your minds. We're going to blow your minds. So thank you for allowing us to show you what's inside our minds, because I actually love this category. and um. I love the idea of talking about this because this is my time of life when I really enjoyed this music and it's 90s grunge music top five, bro. Top five songs from your favorite grunge bands There's of the a 90s. Lot of good We're talking Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, uh, Screaming Trees, Stone Temple Pilots. There is a lot of good grunge bands from the 90s. If you're from the 90s, like Frank and I are, because to us, you know, it's kind of nostalgic. We hear a lot of those songs and we're like, oh yeah, I remember that time of my life. Yeah. And maybe you were a little bit older than us, but I think a lot of people can resonate with some good grunge music. The Smashing Pumpkins. You know what's funny, man? When I was... It's funny, because when I was a kid, I never liked the Smashing Pumpkins, even though I do like them a lot as an adult. It's kind of weird, right. dude. But I remember that first hit the Smashing Pumpkins ever had, Today. It was called Today. Do you remember that song? Drove around in like an ice cream truck or something. And they were yeah. Like painting Today each other. Yeah, it drove me crazy, bro. That no. first video they ever, as a kid, I remember like, it wasn't like, it literally like, I just didn't like it. But it's funny because now as an adult, I hear all those songs. I like all of them. All right. You know what I mean? So who who wants, who wants should kick it off? What do we got here, Tom? What do you think? You or me, bro? Tom? Should we Rochambeau? Either one. Do it, Tom. Do it. Lace it up. I always like this one by Blind Melon. No Rain. Oh, one. my God. Number five? Or, or it, number one? It could, it could be any of them. Just five of them. Yeah. yeah I know, I right? Know. They're all so great. Wow, Blind Melon, guys. If you're a youngster and you check out the Frank and Tom show from across the nation and around the world, um, Blind Melon's a great band out of Seattle. And um, Yeah. Right? I believe they're they an, are. another one of those Seattle guys. A lot okay. of the a lot of the grunge that it, it originated from Seattle, right? Right. Wasn't that that's like That's the what, truth. What is grunge must have come from punk rock in some way, right? Oh, it's like yeah. a mix between rock and roll and punk rock. Yeah, just more angsty and drawn out, you know, really. I, you know, I always, I mean, what do you have? What do you think? Do you want to go back and forth? Or I've always been a huge, uh, a huge fan of Pearl Jam also and Stone Temple Pilots. I've just always been a really big fan. Yeah. I think that it's important for people to know so, so... I don't know how you felt, but I remember the first time I heard heard Smells Like Teen Spirit and like, you know, and you're just like, okay, and that's David Grohl from the Foo Fighters on drums. On the drums, and, yeah. And super sick, you know, rest in peace, yeah. Taylor Hawkins, super sad, tragic that uh, he passed away. Um, but man, so... As a as a little kid hearing that for the first time, uh, it's re it was really powerful. Um, and uh, man, you know, obviously over the years you hear it like a trillion times, and it kind of, you know, loses its shine a little bit. But um, 
Yeah, like smells like Teen Spirit, man. It's a good one. Yeah, I would I would say that Nirvana. If you guys don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, <laughs> everything the Nirvana. I was a huge Nirvana fan. I remember when when Kurt Cobain passed away and they had his funeral live. It was on like MTV or something, and Courtney Love spoke. I remember that. I remember that watching that. She was probably super composed, right? Oh, no, not in any way. No, no. She's a wreck. <laughs> yeah, totally. She's a train wreck. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not trying to say anything bad about Courtney Love. But, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not even a huge Nirvana fan as an adult anymore. But I was a big fan as a kid, and some of their songs are, are, are really also... Yeah. They're definitely... Oh, it's I mean, funny you say that. I like feel the same the exact way, Tom. Yeah. Like, obviously, I, I don't think I can just, like, throw on Nirvana anymore. But... Yeah. Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Oh. Hey, that's Bro. one of those songs that's kind of like a, so a, good. A, 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 a staple of the 90s, dude. You know, that video was really, really dark. I didn't realize how dark that music video was until I watched it as an adult. Yeah. You know, I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's that's kind of freaky, dude. <laughs> when you watch that video as an adult. Yeah. But that's a good one. I'm going to throw that one out there because I think it's worth being out there on there. Yeah, for sure. I, I've got, you know... Um... So many, there's so many damn good bands, and there's so many different. Uh, there's a lot really of good really songs. good grunge songs that I don't even know what the names are of them. Some yeah, also but too, but one for sure. Okay, I can't leave off the list, and uh, that's like so you could just go Silverchair, and there's a ton like Tomorrow. Um, I remember like, that Silverchair like '97, like Abuse color, Me, yeah. The different color frogs on the uh, on the cover. Yep, yep, the for cool, sure, dude. Freak, freaking all all towards Pure Massacre. Oh my God, Suicidal Dream. There's a ton of really the really crazy uh, songs, you know. These and they were just kids, I think, when they came out. Yeah, it was one of those bands that were really big, and then they kind of just disappeared. Yeah. Yep. Sure, they're still out there doing doing their thing. Yeah, it looks like yeah, they put out some albums up to like two thousand two or so, it looks like, or something. Two thousand thirteen. They kinda started getting big when grunge was like I guess in the middle of its its heyday. Crazy. Yeah, they did, for sure. They definitely and I th- I think they like went on to like Jay Leno or one of those or or uh the other guy. Dave Dave and Jay. One of them. Bless their hearts. The legends. Bless the hearts. All right, what do you got, Tom? Uh, yeah, I'm just, there's just so many. It's really hard to... Fucking naturally, I'm Bruglia, bro. Frank and I, we don't always come 100% prepared. What about Torn from Natalie and Bruglia? Yeah. Does that count as a grunge song? So. Nothing's right, I'm torn. Like, how do you feel about the cranberries? Oh, dude. Zah! Zombie! Zombie! I don't know. I think it might be. Maybe it is this thing. <laughs> Maybe it is this thing. Huh. It's a bummer. Yeah, anyways. Tom and I keep hearing some strange noise in our headphones tonight, so. We're just tripping out, man. Just tripping out. <laughs> Well, so know, what do you think? I don't know. I just have a lot. A Maybe lot. one of them. We have a super powerful uh, connection going on. 
So what about like Allison or Pearl Jam? Allison Chains. Do you like those dudes? Yeah, I I really like Pearl Jam, and it's funny because like some of their favorite songs, I just can't think of the names of. You know, when you're yeah, doing like actual individual songs, it's hard for me to remember the names, dude. Yeah. And there's like Mother Love Bone. I really like that Pearl Jam song where he's uh, it's almost like a it's like a almost like a sad love letter or something that he's like I can't remember the name of it dude I don't know we kind of bombed this one guys <laughs> but there's a lot out there there's dude a we got a ton of them Tom we got them all bro Frank has all of them yeah we got them all Temple of the Dog Stone Temple Pilots Interstate yep. Love Song um, you know you name it there's there's so many good songs so uh yeah, as far as our top five, we may not have that, but we can definitely tell you guys, uh, dip back into the 90s grunge, check it all out. I, I know that uh, Post Malone found this dope-ass dude. His name's Ozzy Osbourne. And yeah, like Post Malone put him on. Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know man. What I always liked about Ozzy, dude, is when he's singing, you can understand what he's saying. But when he's speaking, you can't understand a word he's saying. Yeah, and he like, texts or he, like, he tweets really well. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Well. Yeah, well, what the fuck? It's him tweeting for sure. He's super good at that. What's up Excellent with that, dude? Tweeting, dude. One of the best at tweeting. Sounds like some pampered bullshit. One of the to best me, tweeters Tom. there really is, dude. You know? He's a total tweeter. Tweeter and the monkey man, dude. Well, that's not 90s, huh? That's a little bit before that. That's a really good song, too, though. But anyways, we're off our list, so, um, you know. But, yeah. So, just in case you guys didn't know, living near a leafy green park cuts the risk of stroke for 3.5 million people down, okay? And this is, uh, scientists found this out. Okay, real scientists did, okay? And uh, the research shows that people who live at least 328 yards from a green space, this is very specific, Tom, are 16% lower risk from a stroke. A space that's green, like with, with vegetation. That's yeah, crazy. So, so us in the mountains, we must be extremely Well, and also, blessed. like, is whenever the weather permits and it's warm enough outside, I usually spend some time outside on my back patio because I am blessed on the regular, on a daily basis at some point. I try to. And I just embrace my surroundings and I look around at my forest and then I sit in my backyard and just have one of those chairs that you, you know, one of those chairs you can put in a bag. Mm. And I just sit back there in my backyard and I just chill out and I'm just surrounded by birds and squirrels. It's dope. And so this, yeah, this study came out of um, Spain. Okay. And it actually... um, if, 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 you're in, if you have an abundance of greens, also they found just in your home, it cuts your risk by 16%. So just having like, uh, you know, like a lot living plants around you is really special to us, I guess. So um, the study actually, and it was a really big study out of Spain, and it came out of Catalonia, Spain. I have uh, been there. Um, lucky enough to have walked those streets, and uh, it's a really cool place. They call it the California of Spain, actually. Um that's a, cool, that's a cool study. That's yeah. a good study. So 3.5 million people, Tom, were uh, were studied in this particular exposure um, to the atmosphere in the pollutants 
and um, you know, obviously there's a there's a correlation there. I think us in the mountains, we've always kind of known that because like it makes us kind of proud too. Because uh, I remember when I was just a kid, being like, "Oh, oxygen comes from trees," you know, and just being super stoked, like feeling like because we live in the mountains, we could uh, we had like super lungs. I thought I had super lungs. Also, why I never started smoking cigarettes. Because I, I, I thought I had super lungs. I was well, like, that was a good way to think about your lungs. Yeah, I was like, I have super lungs. Like, look at this abundance of oxygen I am surrounded by. Turns out, at the higher elevation, it kind of cuts down some oxygen. So, I, I wonder if it evens out on the scale. You know, like at ten thousand feet or whatever. Well, I think that if there's a shit ton of trees, are they putting out a bunch of oxygen? I How does this the, thing uh, work, Tom? It, they are producing oxygen. I, I. Uh... I believe that people that live in higher elevations have strong might have may have stronger lungs because our we have less we have thinner air and our lungs are used to breathing thinner air you know so like even though we might only be about five or six thousand feet up in elevation we may have maybe at an advantage for that and then uh, also though most of the oxygen that humans breathe on planet Earth actually comes from the ocean. And a lot of it comes from like the trees and the rainforest and stuff, but most of it is generated from the ocean, I believe. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and that, and that's produced by all the living, the life in the ocean, the whales, the sharks, Ooh. and uh, all the plant life and all the uh, animal life in the ocean, and they that all that produces the storms and all that that produce the oxygen. That's 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 what I heard, but. Also, we need to preserve our rainforests and we preserve our forests. We do that here in the United States. We have all these laws now, like these regulations, because they fought for it. You know, the people, the people that cared about the trees, they fought for it. If not, they would have clear cut it all. Yeah. Because the loggers, they didn't. They probably didn't care back then. We weren't alive, but nowadays, I was just. I was just recently. <clears throat> I was just recently flying over the Northwest. And I was looking down at like the, the Oregon, Washington and Oregon. And as you're flying over Oregon, there's a ton of logging that goes on in both states. And there is, there's squares cut out. Like you could be flying over like a dense, totally dense Oregon forest. You know how those forests are in Oregon? They're so dense. That's where Sasquatch lives. Yeah. And uh, then they'll Sasquatch like, has a very... They'll just uh, be like... We've a, played Sasquatch sound oh, on the show right yeah he's out there okay he's out there awesome there'll just be like big squares and, and patches of land where the loggers have cut but they're only allowed to cut certain areas now you know what i mean and they'll cut like they'll cut and then they're supposed to replant and then mm. like those but as you're flying over you can really see it and they'll just be like it's crazy because they'll cut like they'll be like a a, a a dirt road that goes like deep back into the woods and they'll just be like areas that are cut and they're like way back into the woods, dude. I'm always thinking like, well, man, they must run into like some Sasquatches out there, dude. Big time. You know, they just don't want to. They don't want to talk about it, dude. You yeah. know, a termite walks into a bar and asks, "Is the bartender here?" Okay. <laughs> Is that the punchline? Yeah. Or? Do you get it, Tom? No. It's a termite. He wants to know if the bar is tender. Oh. oh, God, it was a good one because the forests and termites. Because <clears throat> the bar is made out of wood. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So is the bartender here? 
that I could just picture him, you know, like walking on in. That was so good. I know. Uh, Sorry, damn it. So good, Frank. I, you know, it's a, it's kind of a crazy thing because you don't get to use that that joke every day. Yeah, because you you're not a you're not really a pest control guy. Nope. And you're not a termite. So you oh, I need to tell that one to Croft. Is he a ter- he's a pest control yeah. guy? Yeah. So Croft, if you're listening, a, ter- <laughs> a termite walks into a bar <laughs> and asks, "Is the bartender here?" Yeah. Now, 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 it makes all perfect you sense. pest control guys out there. Yeah, we're which we're grateful for. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, now you guys have some some more jokes to tell your customers. Yeah. And one more pest control joke for your customers. Don't tell it to your bartender customers. They're not gonna think it's that funny. Although they may. Um, so do any new n- new music, Tom? Frank and I we've been we've been doing trying to get some new music together. I wrote a couple verses, trying to feel some stuff out. Uh, I want to put down some stuff with you. I got some got some new material. How fun! That's awesome. Yeah. I was telling you that Machine Gun Kelly came out with a new album. Oh yeah. Yeah, you were saying And, uh, you know, he's gone like uh, pop punk. But is it's that good. what it is? But it's good. It's like Blink-182, in my opinion. Maybe that's not the direction he's trying to go with. I mean, but he's worked with Travis Barker from Blink-182, so I don't see why that is such a bad correlation to draw. But I'm not trying to be insulting, and I'm not also not trying to, to joke. I actually like these this music because it's uh, my type of music. Well, that's cool, dude. Yeah. I mean, some of it, the music side kind of sounds like Paramore to me almost sometimes. But he And then he co- he covered a Paramore song, too. So uh, maybe that's what he's going for. But anyways, I think I say keep it up, man. Fuck it. Yeah, but he dude, sounds... Yeah. Uh, but it, but it actually... More power you know, to Machine Gun Here's Kelly. the thing. Okay, he sounds... He, he reminds me of Juice World a little bit because he sounds like super depressed. And he, he sounds fucking, uh, you know, he's dropping lines about how he almost blew his brains out, um, murder-suicide with his fucking girlfriend, I had sex with your wife, and not, not in those, those words. words. Uh, but anyways, yeah, you know, uh, so, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like, it, it's, well, in, in that aspect, and, and he's talking about doing drugs and stuff, it just sucks because you're like, well, great. Like, so what you're saying is that like, you're going to die soon. You're going to take a fucking handful of pills or do something stupid and you're going to die soon. But he's basically admitting it sometimes, you know, I hope it's more, um, for the art and stuff in his case and he can get some help. And, uh, I just don't understand being an artist myself. I could never understand, um, these people who are seemingly pouring their hearts out in certain ways. Um, so, for example, when I write a love song to my wife and I take it to a professional studio and I go to record it, the producer is is positive. He'll give me positive feedback. Why isn't the feedback like, Negative. hey, like immediately like, hey, bro, did you just say that? Like, are you being for real? Like, what is this all about? So I hope there's those conversations in the studio because... Um, not that producers are uh, supposed to be fucking psychiatrists or like, you know, brain people in any manner. And, and they're just out to make money also. And I'm sure some of them also have their own problems. But um, at least as friends, I hope they reach out to these people. 
Well, I think that it, I I personally think that if you're writing songs about like suicide or something like that, then record companies should oh, be like, sure. look, man, kind of need some help, you know? Right. Or yeah, and, exactly. And also, I don't we're, think that they should put songs out like that because what kind of message does that send to the youth? Like out on a record, our kids almost listening to this yeah, music coming there, out. There's a song, you know, we talk about how he almost blew his brains out last week and like stuff like that, and you know, I I lost, you know one of my greatest friends in life to suicide you have lost one of your greatest friends in life to suicide right maybe one or two fuck i think both of us have lost a couple of people to in that manner and it, it's really tough because to hear these guys making a lot of money and then uh, i just hope it's not exploitation but i also clearly hope it's not a problem with the guy that's what I, that's what i guess i'm getting at you know yeah. like um to hopefully not like, don't exploit that bullshit. Don't exploit drug addiction. Don't exploit fucking those things unless you have those problems. And if you have those problems, I hope to God that your circle is, um, you know, if not calling you out, but keeping you held accountable. And with that, I, I want to segue into kind of my um, it's not all bad, but um, it'll be right after, you know, this this idea here is... Um, Accountability is super important, you know, and, and being held accountable for, for the things you do is very important, you know, and uh, so for sure you, you have to uh, hold, your, hold yourself uh, accountable. And um, what I mean to I guess what I have been meaning to get at with that is um, with subliminally there is. A circle. So if you want to keep a circle of people or if you have a group of friends even that grew up together and close friends, we all are holding each other accountable to a certain extent, whether we like it or not and whether we will admit it or not. Everybody marches to their own beat. Don't get me wrong. I think there's everybody can be super independent and things like that. But I know that if I see, you know, one of my best friends in life, like Tom, doing really well for myself, I know that I don't want to slip because I would obviously want to keep him in my circle. You know, Tom works really hard. I work really hard. So we share that in common so we can hang out and, and um, you know, we can uh, keep that that strong. But we also, you know, would keep eat hold each other accountable we don't have a problem with that at all um just the other day we were uh working on a project together and um you know i was using the wrong tool for the project straight up tom you know in in about 37 <laughs> seconds of looking did. over tom went tom went hey bro this is the fucking tool you use for this you know and and not only was it extremely helpful for me but it was like you know but it was awesome you know because um <laughs> Even those little, little, little things, you know, of holding each other accountable. And, and I think both of us are, you were talking about it the other day about how, you know, when we were younger being on these construction crews and how much it really uh, kind of sown, sowed these seeds, you know, into us and, and like kind of uh, gave us this um, accountability, if you will, because not only are we all the same age, 
but um, some of us that are the same age, and not only that, some of us that were even younger shared more experience in in these trades, in framing, in uh, you know all the way to custom construction finish work, and um, but we all held each other accountable, and uh, it was it's very important, and even still to this day, what, what I'm saying is I think from a distance we're still doing that. It's like, well, if he's a good family man, I'm a good family man, you know, and and. So forth and so on, you know, so I think it's really important, you know, with your circle to, to do that. I think I made a post like Tara and I were flying home from vacation and I was, you know, we had a like a little layover and I, I came across one of those memes that's like if you hang out with, um, you know, five millionaires, you'll probably be a millionaire if you hang out with five losers you'll probably be a fucking loser you know so and that was the gist of of that you know and uh so i i just i wish yeah everybody yeah i wish everybody confidence for themselves to better their circles i wish everybody the confidence for themselves to um allow criticism whether it be harsh or not i grew up with team sports so i i, I can take it's not all bad 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 and on that note everybody it's not all bad I'm gonna open up the window real quick let him breathe we are here to let you know it's not all bad no, but even, okay, so this leading into the, it's not all bad, like I was saying, because it's not all bad, okay? If somebody is um, trying to give you some constructive criticism, take it. Um, listen to somebody who has more wisdom than you. Uh, it's hard to do a lot of the times. It's very hard to do. It's hard to tell yourself well, of course, that's the key to success. You have to get people smarter than you to help you with the things that you don't know about, you know. And I've talked about this all the time. We talked about this all the time on the on the on the show. Is 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 if you don't, you know, progress in those manners, or and at least look at people. For for example, like an MC, an MC is going to look at. Um, a greater MC or somebody that they look up to and be like, fuck yeah, that style's, style's sick as fuck. Like, how could I improve my own style? A rock star, same thing. A drummer, same thing. Guitar player, same shit. You know, everybody's and, and like... And then I also want to add this too, Frank. Like, uh, I always try to do this because I have a lot to learn in life and I don't right. know nearly as much as I want to know. But um, sometimes, like, whenever I'm working, I could be working, say I'm working with somebody... If they're helping me out and, and say I have more experience in whatever we're doing, if they're helping me out and doing a good job, I always held, hold them accountable for that as well. I always try to show them or tell them, like, you know, to make sure they know, like, hey, that looks really good. Like, I let them know, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, absolutely. Because I, I got a couple. I'm right now. Oh, yeah. Right now I'm remodeling this little cabin for the place I work at. And I got a couple people helping me out. And I, whatever, you know, they're helping me out. They're doing a good job. I always let them know. Because I know that there's been so many times in life when I was working hard, trying to like do my best. And and then you don't, you don't always hear it from like the person that's like above, above you, you know, at that level or knows more than you. Like they're, they're not always like giving you like the, the props you deserve, you know? Yeah. So it's super All I'm trying to say is, you know, work, keep on working hard and. And, you know, if you don't always hear, you know, 
what you want to hear from whoever it is, just keep on doing it and just always try to let everybody else know too whenever they're doing a good job. We just let everybody, we let we all let each other know. Right, you know? right, yeah, yeah, and but and you, you know, gotta, but you got to yeah. work hard for it. You yeah, know? and you then, gotta and work hard. No, for exactly. It. Also, what you're saying too, it, along the lines of letting people know, is also it builds um, their confidence. Is all, was what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it builds up their confidence oh, absolutely. to help them keep doing a good job. Absolutely, I think for myself as somebody, and I think you can uh, attest to this too, having had people, having have people help you. Is that um, you being the more ex- experienced person, you being the journeyman in the trade, um, you know, sometimes maybe you can y- you take a route that isn't the correct route, but you have to correct your route, you know, and, and be like, OK, well, I won't do it like this again. Um, you know, and it's a constant learning process on both ends. But if you do want to be in, you know, the um, avenue of hard work. Uh, whether it be paperwork, whether it be phone calls, whether it be any aspect of life that you have to grind in, um, be prepared for some harsh cr- criticisms and, and constructive criticisms or even being yelled at. Um, so I, I just came across, it was awesome, dude. I, like, yesterday I was uh, working over at the studio and um, freaking... This dude comes in and he's a general contractor and he's talking to me about uh, tile work and he's like, uh, yeah, so-and-so did my tile and it's the guy who taught me everything I know. And I know that this guy is is a very particular and can be uh, just a downright jerk sometimes, you know? You know, I think he'll even admit that. And uh, he's very tough on people, even a general contractor. He just doesn't give a shit, but he's very good at what he does. You know, he's like the best at what he does. And it's funny. That's why I was like telling the contractor, I was like, oh, he's the best. But if you want the second best, you should call me. (laughs) So, you know, because he taught me everything he knows. But anyways, you know, this guy would treat me so poorly, Tom, like (laughs) sometimes, you know, he would really insult me. He would he would say some stuff to me that wasn't good, um, but the the thing was is that I I don't know I I would um, I got it you know I understood where he was coming from because I knew that he had like a huge heart on the other side because I'd seen him be nice as fuck and we'd had great conversations and then it was like oh, okay like I see your heart you know like I know what you're all about but like man and and also too you know like if people are exposing that. It's probably because they might care care about you a little bit, you know, and that's why, like, I think I've said this on the show before, too. But when I was like super young, I would take some mushrooms and I would think this guy was like God. I was like, man, like he is the fucking man, you know. Um, But, you know, he taught me a trade and he was a super good guy, uh, ultimately. But really, he was uh, very harsh on me. But but what it did, though, it also made it so I could take care of my family and fucking own a home, blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, because so, you, uh, you learned a trade skill, man. So yeah, it's not all bad out there, guys. Don't be so down on yourself to not take some constructive cr- criticism. Don't be so um, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, get out of your comfort zones and uh, be prepared for next week. Be prepared for what's coming because apparently life's getting hard. Yeah. <laughs> but spring is in the air. Oh, already. isn't that the best thing, dude? Yeah. Spring has sprung. That is true. And what do we say, Frank? We thank you guys for coming on. Yep. Thank everybody. And uh thank and you listen. all for listening all the time around the world. And uh, you know, uh we're we're just uh glad to be uh providing you guys with a podcast. So fuck yeah. Heck yeah. Late. <laughs> <laughs>
Good night. Ter. Our guys. <laughs>